Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. If you haven't been here for the last few weeks, um, we've been going through a series called Kylo, which stands for Keeping Your Love On. Keeping Your Love On. This is a relational series. And so tonight, I really just wanted to continue in that same vein. Give me a wave if you were here last Sunday night. That's about 42%. All right, that's pretty good. Um, and really, Joel Shaw was ministering powerfully about the love of God, and I really just wanted to continue in that same vein tonight. And so tonight, my message is called Fueled by Love. Fueled by Love. Ooh, six months. Hello. No, no, that wasn't the motivation for this message, I promise. Now, uh, what, what I'm going to do is just pray real quick, and then we're going get, to get into this tonight, because I've just really got a word burning in my heart that I think is, if you can get a hold of this, it is going to propel you into a totally new dimension, a new, a new life, a new way of living. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into this word. So dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you all for this fun time together that we get to meet as a church family and uh, not just the institution or an organization, but a family, Lord God. And I just pray for every person right now. I just release your anointing. Holy Spirit, I declare peace. I just pray against any confusion or anxiety right now. I just pray peace to receive this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, I, I don't want to go about this in a braggadocious way, but I, I just got a really sweet car. And... Uh, I was previously driving a 96 uh, Nissan Pulsar, which left something to be desired. And uh, I, I'm now, it's, it's kind of like a company car, I suppose you could say. And it, it's a 2004 Subaru Legacy. It's a three liter. It's a bit of a go. It's a bit of a gas guzzler. It really goes, man. And um, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. There's a very generous family that have kind of lent me that car um, for kind of hopefully a very long term basis. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and uh, anyway, who has a car here? Yeah, pin my ride, most of us. Now, like, with, with any car, your, your car like mine, every car has an instruction manual, okay? This is kind of that flappy um, book that usually sits in your glove box that you never take out and read, because why the heck would you read an instruction manual for a car? This is boring. See, for maybe like, black, no, not boring, just very, very niche, okay? If you're an engineer... The all power to you, but uh, I'm not one to do that. Now, an instruction manual basically includes uh, basic operating instructions um, that, that, that if you follow these instructions, it, it's going to guarantee the optimal performance of the car. You guys with me? It's not rocket science. Okay. Now, my, my Subaru, three-liter Subaru Legacy, is, uh, is, uh, it's a beautiful machine. And it takes, it takes petrol, okay? My, my car is fueled by petrol. Let's just, be, let's just be straight. I'm just prophesying tonight, Janelle. And uh, my, my car takes petrol. It doesn't take diesel. It, it doesn't take LPG. It, it doesn't take vegetable oil. It takes pe pe petroleum, petrol, petroleum, petrol, okay? Anything else than that, it's not going to work. Now, imagine if I, the driver... In all my limited knowledge of the automobile industry, um, took it upon myself to just switch things up a bit. So 
One day I just get an epiphany and I'm like, man, I, 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 I just, I feel the, the urge to just ignore the manufacturer for just a moment. And so I drive down to the Z station and I park my car. I get out, I walk past the fuel pump. Don't, don't go to the fuel pump. I go into the service station. I go into the, the, the refrigerator and uh, I pull out a nice can of, uh, of Red Bull. Red Bull energy drink, gives you wings, gives you wings. And say, hypothetically, I go up to the counter, I pay for the Red Bull, and the guy's like, you know, are you going to get fuel as well as that? I'm like, no, 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 no. Just the Red Bull's fine. I take the Red Bull, I walk out to my car, and I open the fuel cap, and I start pouring Red Bull energy drink into my gas tank. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? Laughable. And say I, say I thought, you know, my logic is that if Red Bull gives me wings, it's surely going to make my car soar like an eagle. Surely. That, that's my logic. That, that is my logic. Now, yeah, like my T-shirt, like an eagle. Beautiful. Now, what do you think is going to happen? I've just poured a can of Red Bull into my car. Do you think it's going to soar like an eagle? No. Worst case scenario... I am never going to be able to drive that car again. Never, ever, ever. Best case scenario, I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to pump all of that sticky, sugary guarana out of my car engine. It's not going to work. It's not going to work whatsoever. And say hypothetically, are you guys following me here? Say hypothetically, I took it upon myself to not just pour the Red Bull into the fuel tank, but, but to speed dial Subaru Motors in Japan, push all the right buttons, and uh, eventually get transferred through to the manufacturer of the 2004 Subaru Legacy 3-liter B-Sport, okay? So, say, say, I, say I went through and, and I got on, on the phone with him. I was like, let's say his name's Jerry. And I say, Jerry, I don't like your car. That, that car you designed all those years ago is trash. It's rubbish. It's no good. And say so I took it upon myself out of my anger and disappointment to create a Facebook group dedicated to why the 2004 Subaru Legacy 3 Liter B-Sport is a terrible, terrible vehicle. And I get fan support. And they're like, yeah, this car is terrible. And say so I continue that conversation with the manufacturer and he kind of takes a step back because Jerry's a wise man. And he starts asking some probing diagnostic questions. He starts asking, okay, when's the last time you did this, that, change this? And, and, then, and then we get round to the conversation of the fuel. And he's like, what have you, you been putting in the engine? Uh, Jerry, well, I, I have to tell you. <laughs> I, 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 I've been putting in some Red Bull energy drink. Red Bull energy drink. Are you stupid or are you thick? The, the manufacturer is going to be laughing his head off. And then when people find out that I've been putting the wrong fuel in the engine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become the laughing stock of the Facebook community. I've been putting the wrong fuel in the car. Don't try this at home. Do not try this at home. Now, it, it, it doesn't matter what my opinion is about what fuel I think it should take. 
it doesn't actually matter what my opinion is. It actually doesn't matter how hard I argue or how well I reason. It doesn't even matter how I feel in regard to the subject. The truth is that my car, the car that I'm stewarding well, um, is designed with a specific fuel in mind, a very specific fuel in mind. And, and if I simply just follow the manufacturer's instructions, if I had referred to the instruction booklet deep down in my glove box and pulled it out and read, do not put Red Bull Energy Drink in the car or it will explode, it would have saved me a lot of heartache, man. It would have saved me a lot of cost. And, and if I instead chose to follow the manufacturer's instructions, I'm going to experience the best possible results. Are you guys following me? I'm going to, I'm going to experience the best possible results. My car's gone sore like an eagle. And yielding to the instructions doesn't inhibit my success. It actually guarantees it. It guarantees success. It just takes the humility and the faith, if you will, to say, you know what? I'm actually, I don't have it all figured out, but I do trust that somewhere in a far corner in Japan, there's a little man called Jerry who has thought about this extensively and designed this car to work within the parameters of the instructions. There's a man called Jerry designed this product and he knows exactly what it needs to function at the optimal level. Are you guys following me? Now, if we try and fuel, let's, let's talk about life. This is so much like life. If we try and fuel our lives, if we live from a motivation that is outside of what God has instructed, there is no guarantee of the results. There is no guarantee of the results. Now, here's the guarantee. We're going to throw up a verse really quickly. But if we listen to wisdom and we cooperate with the God who designed us, our lives are going to flourish, man. They're going to flourish. Now we're going to read through these few, these few verses here. And when, when, I, when you see the word law, oh, that, that's synonymous with the word instruction, okay? Let's go through this together. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, which is to ignore the instructions, in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law, instructions of the Lord, and who meditates on his instructions day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and leave and whose leaf does not wither. Check this out. Whatever they do prospers. Who wants some of that in their life, man? Midas touch. Whatever you do prospers. Whatever you put your hand to, whatever business idea you have, if you're in tune with the instructions, it's going to succeed. If you're leading in a way that's in tune with the instructions, it's going to go well for you. Next verse. Psalm 119, 165, great peace, not just normal peace, great peace, great peace. Have those who love your instructions and nothing can make them stumble. Last one, hopefully you caught on to it. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint 
to try and pour Red Bull into their fuel tank. But blessed, blessed is he who keeps the instruction. Keeps the instruction. keeps the instruction. All right, Jack's alive tonight. So what I take from this is that the instructions were never given to control us. They were only given to guarantee our success. Only given to guarantee our success. Now there's a key moment in Matthew's gospel where Jesus himself is pressed by the experts in the law, the instructions of the Torah. Now if you don't know what that is, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible and they think it was penned by Moses um, about three and a half thousand years ago. And this is basically the books of the law, okay? The books of the law. So in that time, it served as Israel's constitution and that basically was law. God's word was law, okay? So they were experts in that, in that field. So let's read this first segment. Matthew 22, verse 34. Let's re- read this together. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, pause, the Sadducees, they're pretty sad, you see. <laughs> oh, terrible. They were religious, uh, religious zealots, extremely religious people that didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead, okay? Then, next part, the Pharisees, pause, sorry, this is confusing for you guys. Pharisees are basically just religious uh, legalists. They're, they're just experts in the law of God. They just study the Mosaic law, all right? Here we go. They got to get, they study the instructions. They get around the table, open up the instructions and go, oh. Those are some good instructions, okay? One of them, let's read together. One of them, an expert in the... I'm just testing if you're listening. An expert in the... Tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the... Okay, back the truck up real quick. Let's just pause. Let's pause on this. Now... This is a crucial, crucial moment. This is a really important question because what the expert in the instructions in the law was actually asking is, out of all 613 commandments in the Torah, there's not just 10, there's 613 commandments, what is the most important one? How does it boil down? How do we boil down these instructions? If I was to take, rip one piece of paper out and be like, this, this is, this is the, the linchpin. Out of all these working parts, which is the most crucial? He was trying to test Jesus' understanding of the, of the instructions. Now, what the expert in the, in the law didn't realize is that in this moment, this conversation was being recorded. Probably not on the scene, but Matthew wasn't just like writing down, you know, live commentary, he, 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 was, he, was, he was listening, he was digesting. What he didn't know is that this conversation will be passed down to every generation of Jesus' follower to come. Here we are, 2,000 years ago, baby, still going strong. And in this scene, I like to think of it as if Jesus is over here and he's on scene. It's like in a, in a set of like a soap opera, Right? And he's engaging with these Pharisees and he's, he's refuting and he's debating and he's engaging with these religious experts. And then it's if he, he presses time out and then he's in the soap opera set. He looks up at the camera, breaks the fourth wall, 
gives us a cheeky wink, as if to say, what I'm about to do right here is for you guys, but it's also gonna confound these guys, okay? He's transcending this scenario for our sake, okay? So what he's about to say is very, very important. Basically, what he's about to say is, I'm about to drop the key of all keys, the instruction of all instructions, the law of all laws, the most life-giving commandment in the whole book right now. Now, if this expert in the law was, was a mechanic, uh, he would have tremendous pride in being able to pull apart the, the vehicle of the law. Like he could pull apart the whole thing, put it back together. He could tell you which part's broken. He could tell you if someone came to him and said, hey, look, what am I, this, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to fix. This is not right. You need to tweak this. This is out of order. Your vehicle isn't really good enough. It's not happening for you. He would be able to pinpoint exactly what's broken. Now, if the expert in the law was a mechanic in this sense of the law, he knew how to work it, pull it apart, put it back together. What this mechanic didn't realize is that he wasn't just talking to a man. He, he wasn't just talking to a man. He was talking to the manufacturer. He was talking to the manufacturer. He was talking to the manufacturer. He was, he was talking to the guy, like me on the phone with Jerry, saying, what, what, what's up? What do, you, what, what do you really think? Little did he know, he was talking to the manufacturer himself. Now, if anyone's gonna know what the most crucial, vital, necessary, irreducible part to this vehicle of the law is, it's gonna be the person that decided it, isn't it? Does that make sense? And, and, and so Jesus himself, I need you to get a bit excited about this. He, Jesus himself, the author of life, God himself in the flesh. You know, Andy spoke about it this morning. He had perfect communion with God himself, face to face, heart to heart. He's seen God. It says in the word that no one has seen God except Jesus. No one's seen the, the true, the face of God. The perfect representation of the Father, the exact image of love, confidently replies. Next verse. Love the Lord your God. This is the most important. Love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Are you with me? Are you with me? What he's saying is, out of the whole complexity of this beast of a machine, the most important part is love. It's love for God and it's love for people. He didn't make that up. Most people think Jesus was just spitting, he was just freestyling as he went. Both of those verses are from the Torah, Deuteronomy 6.5 and in Leviticus 21, I, I, I believe. I looked it up, but check me on that. Deuteronomy and Leviticus, he was quoting scripture. He was rifling through every single part of the law and saying, boom, 
That's it. Right there. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love other people as yourself. You know, you might be new to this whole Christianity journey, but I want to encourage you. Or you, you might have been in church your whole life. You might have done this whole Christian thing for a long time, but I want to really just tonight just bring us back to center, bring us back to true north, and just tell you guys it's, it's all about love, man. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. How poetic that Jesus Christ, the perfect representation of the Father, looking face to face, heart to heart, would, would step out of a spaceless, timeless eternity into our space and time reality and clarify once and for all the irreducible, the irreducible, which means you cannot take it away. For this thing to be this thing, it has to have this thing. This is it. What, he, what he's saying is, I'm gonna step in and clarify once and for all time the irreducible nature of God, quality, the irreducible quality in, the, in God's nature is love. It's love. It's love. It's all about love. You know, you, didn't need, you don't need to understand the ins and the outs of the Bible. You can know the Bible back to front and you, can, you can't see the wood for the trees. This expert in the law literally could recite the whole Old Testament off by heart and he missed the big idea. He missed the big idea. If the band could come, that'd be amazing. You know, I believe the biggest question that this generation is asking is why am I here? Why am I here? Have you guys ever asked that? Why am I here? You should, you should ask that. It's a good question. But you, you need to make sure that you, that you have people around you that can actually give you some answers. Because once you know why you're here, you are going to be unstoppable, man. Unstoppable. Why am I here? Why am I here? Could it be that the, if the instruction of all instructions is to love God and love people, wouldn't it make sense that regardless of what personality type you are, introvert, extrovert, other vert, Uzi vert, no, um, none of you guys got that. He's a rapper. Anyway, sorry, Jordan got it. What's up? Um, it doesn't matter what personality type you are or what gifting you have or what your preferences are or what your lane of ministry is or what your industry that you're working in. Could it be that if this is the instruction of all instructions, doesn't it make sense that your purpose, regardless of who you are, universal is inseparably connected to that. Inseparably connected. It's all about love. And, and tonight, if I could give an answer to that question, why am I here? Um, if, if I'd have the, the audacity to say, based on what I know, based on what I've read in the scripture, and based on what I've experienced, our purpose as human beings is to know love and show love. That's it. That's how it boils down. That's all it boils down to. Know love. Know who love is. Know what love is. Know what love looks like. Know what love feels like. There's a lot of people I feel in this room who have maybe been in relationships, but it's not love. It's like that ain't it. Like that should have been love, but it was just an empty shell of love. If we want to walk out all, we've, all that we're called to be, 
We need to know what love is. And secondly, we need to be prepared to show what love is. Show what love is. You know, the Dead Sea is dead for a reason because there's, there's living water going in, but there's nothing going out. There's a lot of Christians that live that way and they're dead in the water because they want to, it's all about me. I just want to bask. I just want to bask. I just want to soak. I don't want to do anything. I just want to criticize. I don't want to contribute. And your faith becomes dead. Your faith is dynamic. If there's no outflow and there's only an inflow, there's going to be a problem. Something's going to give. We're here to know love and show love, whatever that looks like, however you express that. If you do it for love, you can't do no wrong. Honestly, whatever you do for love is not wasted. It's not wasted. If, if, we're, the, if we're the three leaders of Barrio Legacy, because we all are, you guys got some some heavy equipment under the hood, man. Seriously, you got you guys pack a punch. Then if we're that three liter Sabaro legacy, love is the fuel that we need to keep running. It's, there's no other way. There's no other way. If you can, you can try living from a different motivation. You can try living for a different reason, but there is no other way. I've tried it. It sucked. It's really terrible. I, lived, I grew up in church my whole life and many years I was trying to fuel myself with the wrong thing. I was trying to fuel myself with religious duty, trying to please other people, my need for validation, pride, competition. Deep down, it was real. And, and there's no other fuel. There's no other fuel. The reality is that all these other things, if it's not love, then it's fear. That's the heart motivation. If you're not motivated by love, you're going to be motivated by fear. It's going to look ugly and it's going to look different person to person, but it's going to be there. And when we choose to live from love, fueled by love, man, perfect love just casts the fear away. Just purges the engine. It's like, get, get out of my system. Get it out. You don't belong here. I'm going to finish with this, with this verse and then I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to respond but in John 15 verse 5 it says I am the vine you are the branches who's speaking who's Jesus he's he's the manufacturer he's love he's love himself love I am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I in you you will bear much fruit You'll bear a lot of fruit. All you're going to do is remain in me. And then he goes on to say, oh, by the way, apart from me, you, you can't actually do nothing. So we've got an option here. Either we align ourselves with love and say, God, you know what? You can just have all of me. You can just love me, God. You can just love me to life. You can love me back to wholeness. You can kill me with kindness. Because apart from that, we're just gonna we're just gonna ruin ourselves, man. Fueled by love, the only way you keep your love on is by getting it from the source. The word source also translates to the word father. It's the exact same translation. Source. All true love comes from God, and that God kind of love has changed my life. <laughs>